Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. That you are. Football full circle. Live on the final day in the month of June. Joe Lisi, starting in July, we will have training camps across the National Football League. Football is on the horizon, and it's FFC here live on a Thursday on the Sports Grid Radio Network in Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi, the mastermind of the pigskin, and I am Ben Stevens. Lisi, one more day of June, on to July 10th. Tomorrow on a Friday, heading into the holiday weekend, football grows closer and closer by the day, my friend. It does. And those training camps, when they open, Ben, all eyes will be on certain teams. We talked about the NFC East yesterday in terms of being a competitive division. They've had a, a new division winner every year since 2004. And on the flip side, while the Buffalo Bills on paper are clearly head and shoulders the best team heading into the season in 2022, the AFC West is going to be as competitive as can be, right? We have yep. Kansas City and Pat Mahomes, but you look at some of the other teams, Brandon Staley in year number two with the L.A. Chargers. You have the Las Vegas Raiders with Derek Carr and now obviously uh, uh, Devontae Adams and, and Josh McDaniels. And where does Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos stand? It's going to be a black and blue division and I'm really curious to see which team is going to be standing at the end in terms of the division winner. Lisi, pretty much everywhere you look from a futures perspective right now in the National Football League, you will see a ton of AFC West teams. When we look at the AFC championship market, to win that conference crown right now, as Joe mentioned, the Buffalo Bills are your favorites, but the next three prices all hailing from the AFC West. The Chiefs, then the Chargers, and the Broncos. The Bills at plus 350, KC at plus 500, LA and Denver tied for the third best number at plus 8. 50. You want to go even further. Let's go to the Super Bowl market. You'll see KC, Los Angeles, and Denver all within the eight best odds to win Super Bowl 57. Kansas City, the third best price, plus 950. The Chargers, 16 to 1, tied for the seventh or sixth best price, rather. The Broncos round out the top eight at 17 to 1. Lisi, we could even go individually here by looking at the regular season MVP in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, the second best price, only by 
behind Josh Allen at plus 800 alongside Tom Brady, tied there for the second best number. But Justin Herbert tied for the fourth best price with Aaron Rodgers at 10 to 1, Russell Wilson 14 to 1, only $4 back. Derek Carr not even all that far down this list at 25 to 1. Overall, Lisey, the point being here, the AFC West right now here on the final day of the month of June throughout the entirety of this offseason into the preseason and throughout the regular season and maybe even playoffs will be a topic of conversation. Exactly. And when we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, clearly they're going to be there. They're going to be in striking distance. But you can make the argument in terms of the division, they're the only team that maybe didn't upgrade as much as some of the others. Uh, Russell Wilson is a significant upgrade to where Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke were in Denver. We see Derek Carr getting one of the best wide receivers in the game in terms of Devontae Adams. And obviously L.A., they regrouped on the defensive side of the ball. They have to when James and now you add Khalil Mack hopefully to solidify that defense so that's where I think we're going to we're going to see okay which team is really for real number one and can Kansas City sustain the loss of Tyree Kill their home run hitter there's a lot of complementary right. pieces but can they operate as a unit Juju and all the wide receivers that they've taken on with Michael yeah. Hardeman that plans to step up as the number one that's what we need to see and if KC let's say starts out out of the gate 7-0 and and 8-0 guess what they're going to be looking like geniuses in terms of yep. allowing their best playmaker to move on to the Miami Dolphins It'll be such a fascinating conversation, Joe. And oftentimes in life, whatever the train of thought might be, we don't love to live in a dichotomy where two things can be true at the same time. A lot of times it's black or white. There's not a lot of gray in our minds. One thing is true or the other thing is true, not both at the same time. We can bring that conversation to Kansas City and what that offense will look like this upcoming year. You could make an argument right now that maybe it was Andy Reid being the offensive mastermind that he is, coordinated by Eric Bieniemy with the quarterback of Patrick Mahomes that made Tyreek Hill one of the best wide receivers in the league, leading to that blockbuster trade and a huge contract in Miami, or maybe it was Tyreek Hill being such a versatile and talented component of this Chiefs offense that has been one of the best in the league for the past four or five years, or maybe Lisi will see both. KC's offense still ranking top 10 in scoring in total offense throughout this year, and they're still firing on all cylinders and Tyreek Hill has success in South Beach with the Finns. It will be so fascinating to watch throughout this year but Lisi, I'm a Chiefs fan by trade. I'm not the strongest Chiefs fan in the world. I didn't grow up in Kansas City but at the tender age of six years old living in Los Angeles with no team in my city. My parents not fans of the Raiders or the Rams who left the city decades before. I latched on to Priest Holmes and the Kansas City Chiefs and I have been a Chiefs fan since. I I am of the belief, having followed this organization closely for over two decades now, that I believe Kansas City has the makings based on how good of an offensive mind Andy is, how great of a coach he is, how great of an offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is, and how great Patrick Mahomes is. KC's going to be all right. And they're getting slightly disrespected, in my opinion, in all of the marketplaces we are seeing for the 2022 NFL campaign. We'll talk about that next in the rest of the AFC West here on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football Full Circle, Thursday, Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. The final day of the month of June. July 1st, 2022 is tomorrow. As I just exclaimed to Joe Lisi, it will be the final month without football here in the States until at least... February for college football, Joe, until January 2023. And, of course, in the NFL, midway through February, after the football comes to a conclusion in the Super Bowl because we'll have preseason games early on in August. The Hall of Fame game is in that first week. Preseason games across the NFL slate. And, of course, college football begins week zero, Saturday, August 27th. We're getting close, Lisey. We're getting very, very close, which means the college conversations that we have here over the coming weeks on FFC this is the time everybody out there to dive into those numbers as we try to present the points as we see it and if you agree or disagree either tail us or fade us on the FanDuel Sportsbook or whatever sportsbook operator you most enjoy using and Lisey here's my point about the Kansas City Chiefs so one of the things that fascinates me most about these offseason markets I know that KC did not make the big splashes and maybe the most hectic insane offseason we have seen in the National Football League. They weren't getting Devontae Adams from Green Bay like the Raiders in their own division. They didn't make a blockbuster deal for a new quarterback. Of course, they don't need to do that. They didn't go up their defense by getting Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson like the Chargers did. They didn't add Von Miller like Buffalo did. They didn't make any of those crazy offseason moves. In fact, you could argue that by losing Tyreek Hill, maybe offensively slightly they got worse, although I think Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Sky Moore in the draft and an upgrade in Nicole Hardman year over year. They'll be just fine offensively. But one of the things that stands out to me most, Joe, is that Kansas City 
has hosted the AFC Championship game. Hosted. That means they have been the team that has been at home in the AFC Championship game each of the past four seasons, yet are not booked as your favorites to win the AFC. In fact, are a dollar and a half behind the Buffalo Bills, who are the favorites right now to win the AFC crown this upcoming season. Is it surprising to you at all, Joe, to see Buffalo a dollar and a half shorter than Kansas City in the AFC Championship market? No, I think they're the hungrier team, and that's not to take away from the Kansas City Chiefs, but I equate it to what Buffalo did with Jim Kelly and Andre Reid back in the day in terms of getting to four straight Super Bowls and losing everyone, right? Every loss hurts a little bit more. The, when you don't win the big prize, you start to slowly regress. And look at Kansas City, right? They win the, the Super Bowl in year number well, uh, Pat Mahomes like four years ago. They get to the Super Bowl in year number two after that against Tampa. Bay and Tom Brady, and all of a sudden they get abused due to the offensive line. The optimism is there. They're the front runners for the AFC, and on paper, they, they started slow, found their momentum late in the year, and it looked like they were going to dominate the Cincinnati Bengals and just move on to the Super Bowl to potentially play the LA Rams, and they had an 11.5 point lead, allowed that to slip, right? And what happens then? All of a sudden, there's a slight regression. Can they maintain the intensity? Can they just turn it on and turn it off just like they did with Tyree Kill there. Right. That's the concern, I think, and that's why I believe they're not going to be as elite as a lot of people think, including yourself being high on them. Now, can they be a 10-11 yeah. win team? Yes, but I think to, to keep that men in mentality just to be locked and dialed in each and every year with now moving parts. You have Rojo on in terms of the running back position. You have Juju. You have Valdez Scantling. That's a very tall order for any team. Now, if any team could do it, I think it is Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, but it's not going to be easy. You know, when you lose, right. it takes a little bit off you know, the, it takes a little bit off the luster, per se. Mm -hmm. And Maybe Mahomes has it, but does the defense have it? What happened with the enemy in terms of the locker room that type of situation is that is that continuity still there the way it was maybe three or four years ago that's the main concern it's a great point Lisey right at a certain point you're not going to be as successful. It's hard to sustain that, and the Chiefs have been that for half a decade now. How long is it going to continue? Of course, Patrick Mahomes is very, very young. A lot of the pieces in place on the offensive side of the football are very, very young. Defensively, as Kansas City does pretty much every season under D.C. Steve Spagnola, they get better throughout the year. They started off abysmal toward the bottom half of the league, bottom couple of spots in the league in scoring defense, ended 17th, allowing just 22.4 points per game. They always improve, Lisey, but now they're going to miss Tyron Matthew, who makes his way to New Orleans, who was an integral part of that defense. They have talent to replace. I'm so high on Juan Thornhill in the back end of that secondary for Spagnola and the Chiefs, but that's a locker room leader. That's a huge presence that has been in Kansas City the last few seasons that when he wasn't there, Joe. You could feel the absence of Tyron Matthew on the entire defensive side of the football. And KC gave up a lot of chunks last year. The seventh worst total defense in the league. 30, 365.5 yards per game on average to their opponents. So yes, there are questions for Kansas City entering this offseason. And there is a ton of optimism for both Denver, Los Angeles, and maybe even the point, Joe, that we'll make about the Las Vegas Raiders. But here's my final point on KC. When I say they're 
they're being undervalued in the market. I think Buffalo gets a lot more credit than Kansas City does for the greatest football game I have ever seen. That AFC divisional round game on a beautiful Sunday night in Arrowhead in the middle of January. Because Buffalo and Casey, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes went toe-to-toe, shot-for-shot pretty much the entirety of that game. Kansas City eventually won. Yes, I know the coin toss in overtime is a hot topic of debate, and I would have wished to see Josh Allen out there, but KC won that game, and yet I feel like at times Buffalo gets the benefit of the doubt as now the challenger ready to take that next step instead of KC, Joe, the team that has been there and remained there hosting their fourth straight AFC championship game. Yeah, agree. And, and think about it. For 55 minutes, they dominated for the most part on the defensive side of the ball. They kept uh, Josh Allen and that offense in check for the most part. It wasn't until yeah. the final five minutes that they completely cr- crumbled. Both defenses obviously crumbled in the last five minutes. But at the end of the day, if we're talking first three quarters, that was Patrick Mahomes. That was the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I agree with you. They found a way to contain Josh Allen, limit big plays over the top, and and force Josh Allen to be patient and work down the field. They could not do that, obviously, in the last five minutes, and all hell mm-hmm. broke loose, but you're absolutely right. I think when you look at Kansas City, though, when you ju- you see what you just said, right, not giving enough credit, totally agree. But what did they have in that ball game, right? They had the biggest playmaker at the end of the day in terms of Tyree Kill. Pat Mahomes knew in a critical situation, just find number 10. Number 10 yeah. is my go-to, right? Yeah. Number 10 yeah. and Travis Kelly. Kelsey. That's who we went to in a clutch. So now he's got Kelsey, but does, is he going to have, the, let's say, that type of confidence in a big spot to go to Hardeman or to mm-hmm. go to Juju or to mm-hmm. go to Valdez Scantling? And it's not just Pat Mahomes, uh, Ben. It is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Is he going to find the same type of confidence in Alan Lazard, Amari Rodgers, and all the all the patchwork wide receivers, Christian Watson, that they just drafted this year in a yeah. big spot with a game on a line when it counts, when when a title's on the line or an NFC championship or AFC championship, that's going to be the biggest question mark that we won't know until it happens. And that's why I think from a gambling perspective, you say, you know what? The most complete team is Buffalo. They have continuity. They have a, a play caller in Josh Allen that knows where he wants to go with the football. He's starting to ascend and find, his, find himself as opposed to maybe Pat Mahomes where he played at such an elite level level that there's just a slight regression off the numbers and maybe that's why they're priced behind the Buffalo Bills in terms of the AFC. There was some times last year that Patrick Mahomes wasn't at his best, and a lot of people thought, what is happening with Patrick? He's turning the ball over. He's a little bit reckless in his decision-making. Maybe that's on the uptick for 2022. 10.5 is a very important number to know from a win total perspective in the AFC West. We'll dive deep into that conversation up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Back right here on FFC, Football Full Circle in full on this Thursday, live on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Joe Lisi is that guy. I am Ben Stevens, and we are discussing the AFC West today. It will be a hot topic of conversation throughout the entirety of this offseason, soon into the preseason, the regular season, and potentially postseason within the National Football League, given how stacked on paper both individually talented and team talented talented this division seems to be. And Lisey, right as we got to the break, I mentioned 10.5, a very important number to know for the AFC West when it pertains to the team win totals. Now, the Chiefs have a win total of 10.5. I mentioned they are being slightly undervalued, in my opinion. KC has won at least 12 games each of the last four seasons. You would think they are going to go over 10 and a half and might have a little bit of wiggle room there in that number. But the Denver Broncos, Lisey, also have a team win total of 10 and a half. Now the Chiefs, the over has a slight bit of juice at minus 115. For the Broncos, that 10 and a half, the under heavily juiced at minus 160. I understand Russell Wilson is now your quarterback. I understand there is a lot of young talent offensively for Russ to cook with at his disposal. I understand the defense was very, very good last year under Vic Fangio, an incredibly defensive-minded head coach who is no longer the HC in Denver. That would be first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. But to post a 10.5 win total for Denver, Joe, seems a little bit outlandish to me. I'm with you. I, I Listen, I, I think they got an upgrade at quarterback, obviously, with Russell Wilson. But I'm not just sold that all of a sudden this is a Super Bowl contender. And look at the market right now. You know, for much of the offseason, they were 13-1 to to win the Super Bowl this year. They've backed off now to 17-1 to after the situation that we're starting to see play out with Cleveland dropping like a rock from basically 13-1 to down to 34-1. to They moved the market on Denver, respectively, as well. I'm not sold on Russell Wilson for two factors. I'm not a believer in a guy just being able to turn it on and turn it off. Like, all of a sudden, Russell Wilson now is the happy guy because he got what he wanted, and all of a sudden, we're going to revert back to where he was in terms of an MVP candidate or when he took the Seahawks to two straight Super Bowls. I'm not a believer in that, number one. Okay, I think he's at the end of his career in terms of trajectory. We've seen the best of Russell Wilson. And second, I'll say this. He did not run last year, and they and people will argue with finger. He did, He wasn't happy. He wanted to showcase he could stay in the pocket. I, 
That's all BS as far as I'm concerned, okay? At the end of the day, quarterbacks that want to win compete, all right? Russell Wilson did not want to compete the way he did a few years ago when he was a hungry quarterback. He didn't elevate those playmakers around him. He just laid up like Tim Cup. And now because he got his money and he got his deal and he's in Denver, he wants to showcase everything now that he could be all world. I'm not a believer in that. Tom Brady wouldn't do that. Other Michael Jordan wouldn't do that. The great ones don't do that, okay? And at the quarterback position, when we're talking about team leader, you compete at all costs. So, I'm not sold on Russell Wilson. I think he's lost it. I think he's more of an entertainer now than he is a ball player. And we'll see. Oh. Right now, I'm selling Denver. Lisi, I didn't know you felt this strongly about a young Russell Wilson. When I say young, he is 33 still, so a little bit past maybe that prime time age, but still, as we've seen with quarterbacks recently in, in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you can get it done even at the advanced stages of your career, but I didn't know, Lisi, you felt this strongly that Russ was maybe on the washed side of his NFL standard. Well, I was a big backer of his coming out of NC State and then when he transferred to Wisconsin. I always loved Russell Wilson, but over the past couple of years, when he's whiny, complaining about the offensive line, and just his game as a whole last year, go back to the tape, Ben. There were a couple of games like, you know, wide open running lanes, he failed to take them. You know, where in years past, he would be aggressive. Part of Russell right. Wilson's game is being able to, to compete on and break contain, keep your eyes down the field, and break off throws on a dime, right? He didn't do that. He wanted to just stay in the pocket. He wanted to showcase he could be like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and all the great ones. Just play your game. Your game is you're one of the most athletic quarterbacks. Break it. If it's if the play's down the field, take what they give you and just win ball games. He didn't do that. And I'll say this. I think Derek Carr showed more heart in terms of leading the Las Vegas after Gruden was fired to a, to a wild card appearance than what I saw out of Russell Wilson at the end of the year, basically sulking because he couldn't get his way. Listen, the numbers don't necessarily disagree with what Lisi is saying right now. There is a reason that we say let Russ Cook. It is because when plays seem like they are dead in the grave, Russell Wilson brings them back to life. He has theatrics either in the pocket or getting outside of it, either taking off past the line of scrimmage or just giving himself enough time to find a receiver down the field. That is the reason you say let Russ Cook. And early on in the year, even when the Seahawks started 1-2 and two through their first three weeks, it was not due to the fault of Russell Wilson. 254 yards in the opener through the air against Indianapolis. Only five incompletions and threw for four touchdowns. 343 the next week in an overtime thriller against Tennessee and then 298 the week following against Minnesota throwing for at least two touchdowns. Only one TD actually against Minnesota but two touchdowns against Tennessee. No interceptions in those first three games. But as the year went on and after the finger injury on that Thursday night game against the Rams which caused him to miss a month, Russell Wilson did not eclipse 260 yards once. His season high following that point, following week number three, 260 against the Houston Texans in a 33-13 to win. His season high in terms of utilizing his legs, Lisi, 32 in an ugly game, 17-0 against the Green Bay Packers, which I believe, if I remember the stat correctly, was the first time a Russell Wilson-led Seattle Seahawks offense did not score a point. that They were shut out in a football game in Russ's 
his NFL career. So he's not necessarily utilizing those legs, maybe as some years prior. That being said, Russell Wilson breeds success. Ten years in the NFL, eight of the ten, he has reached the postseason because playing with the Seahawks, a part of that Legion of Boom dynasty on the defensive side of the football, consistent success under Pete Carroll. Will we see that carry over to the Mile High City? It does just fascinate me, though, Lisey, that at 10.5 for a win total, it's the same number that the Kansas City Chiefs have. Yes, the juice is very, very skewed in different ways. Under for Denver, over for KC, but it is a big, big number for a team that I think there's a lot more question marks than we're even truly understanding. Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach, and as great as Denver was defensively, and as much talent as they had on that side of the football, that was really cultivated by Vic Fangio to be the second-best scoring defense in the league, the ninth-best total defense in the league. We'll see if that is something that uh, repeats itself this year under a new head coach that is not as defensive-minded as Vic Fangio. So 10.5 the number, Joe, for both the Chiefs and the Broncos. It's 10 for the Los Angeles Chargers, which is interesting as well because that 10 number could be huge, not only for a potential divisional crown in the very competitive AFC West, but maybe a playoff spot because these teams should factor into the wildcard races for those three spots within the AFC if they don't beat up on each other too much that it hurts their overall record Joe so you look at the bolts 10 is that win total the over a slight bit more juice at minus 120 how do you evaluate LA entering 2022 Uh, They get more love than any team in the AFC right now, even more love than the Buffalo Bills. I mean, we talked about it all offseason. Staley, coach of the the year candidate, the front runner. Justin Herbert, top four MVP. The three defensive players in terms of Bosa, James, uh, and Khalil Mack, top ten in terms of defensive MVP. I mean, they're they're ahead of other teams that clearly they didn't even play against. Think about this. They're ahead of the Las Vegas Raiders in terms of the AFC odds and obviously Super Bowl odds, and they lost to the Raiders' regular season to kick them out of the playoffs. So I'm not a believer in Staley. I know he's a great, in terms of, you know, motivator, players type of coach. I understand that. But the question marks in terms of his decision skills last year are highly questionable, number one. Number two, I'm not sold on that defense. I know they got Khalil Mack. I don't think Khalil Mack has played well since his first year in terms of uh, Chicago. He's regressed yep. as well. He's had injuries. I don't think he's just all of a sudden going to turn around this defense. J.C. Jackson is great, but that front seven didn't tackle last year. You know, at points in the second half of the season, they were abused, not just on the ground, through the air. Players running through on tackles. So where's the mentality of the L.A. Chargers? It starts with the head coach, and it trickles down. Love Justin Herbert. I think he's definitely going to throw for over 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns. Love Mike Williams. I think actually Williams could have more upside than Keaton Allen in terms of the next two to three seasons. That's why he got the contract. He's more athletic in my opinion. But at the end of the day, I think these teams are going to beat up each other. I think under for L.A., I would go like this. I'll put it to you this way. I'm picking Las Vegas to win the division, Kansas City, and then how about maybe Denver? Maybe Denver. I'm not sold on Denver as a whole, but I'm just talking division standings. I think L.A. and Denver are under. I would lean to the under with KC. The only one I would go over in the division is Las Vegas because I'm a believer of Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels. 
I love the takes that Lisi has, and he is all on the pirate ship. Lisi's going to be saying the autumn wind is a Raider <laughs> here very, very soon because the Raiders team win total eight is that number. Very, very low for a team that reached the postseason last year, but the over so heavily juiced at minus 155. More thoughts on the AFC West coming up on the other side of the break here on Football Full Circle. I need to sound off on the loss Angeles Chargers and then we'll have that Raiders discussion is there value in the AFC West find out next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Right back here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside the mastermind of the pigskin in Joe Lisi. We continue our discussion all things around the AFC West today because the AFC West, not just today, not just tomorrow, but through the entirety of this NFL season will be one of the foremost topics of conversation given how competitive this division is expected to be in the very competitive AFC overall. Two teams we just told you. Los Angeles, Las Vegas. The team win total for the Bolts is at 10. The over has the juice at minus 120. The team win total for the Raiders is at 8. The over has the juice as well at minus 155. I want to echo something Lisi said about Brandon Staley and the LA Chargers. Brandon Staley right now is one of the co-favorites in the National Football League on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win AP Coach of the Year. Brandon Staley at a price of 14 to 1 is right alongside Doug Peterson, the new head coach in Jacksonville, and Brian Dable, the new head coach in New York, alongside Dan Campbell as well. Biting kneecaps is one of the co-favorites, of course, the head coach in the Motor City for the Lions. So he is a co-favorite once again, Lisey. He was the solo favorite entering last year, his first season as the head man in Los Angeles. And Brandon Staley 
was a quarterback during his playing days on the offensive side of the football, but gained traction in the NFL, of course, as the defensive coordinator for the Rams under Sean McVay. He can do it both. He has to do it both as a head coach, but he was known more so from coordinating defenses than necessarily what he did, at least from a coaching level of experience on the offensive side of the football. So you then go look at what he did defensively last year. At least he said it, abysmal up front. The third worst rushing defense in the NFL. Only Houston and Pittsburgh were worse than LA last year. The Chargers allowing nearly 139 yards per game on the ground. They gave up 174 in that regular season finale when they coughed away an opportunity at the postseason and 148.7 yards per game, Joe, in January in their last three games when running the football becomes a little bit more important in those winter months. So that was very disappointing. And speaking of that regular season finale against the Las Vegas Raiders, the tie game that should have been, that never was, and sent Las Vegas to the postseason at Los Angeles home for the rest of the offseason, very questionable decision-making out of Brandon Staley. There is hype for Los Angeles once again like there was last year. They have so much talent on the offensive side of the football, and Justin Herbert is tied for the fourth-best price to win this year's MVP alongside Aaron Rodgers. I think he is deserving of that number, Lisey, and frankly, I think the 10 for a win total is fine for L.A. as well, but until they get to at least double digits or over it, I don't really know if I can't bet it until it happens. It's pretty much what I'm saying here. And I think the hype is a little bit excessive once again. I agree with you 100%. And I'll say this, first month of the season in this AFC West is going to dictate whether they're for real or not. Because the pressure that are on all these teams outside of really Kansas City, because it's almost like Kansas City, uh, yeah, they're, they're priced in the market correctly. But just from looking at their offense and what we talked about, no Tyree kill. It's like, all right, you got to give Pat Mahomes a pass because without Cheetah, how's that offense going to operate? Just, you know, just in terms of perception. But now you fast forward and you're like Brandon Staley everybody remembers that regular season game what here's what I don't understand Ben okay he's so aggressive throughout the year going for two going for it on fourth down right uh playoff appearance yeah. on the line you have a red hot Justin Herbert you come from behind a nine point or an eight point deficit in the fourth quarter you have an opportunity to stick the, the knife in Las Vegas' stomach and just close the mm -hmm. door. Does he go for two? No, he lays up like Tin Cup and kicks the extra point and, go, and wants to go into overtime on the road. Where's the belief yeah. in his offense there? I, it's a great point. And if you're keeping track at home, that's two Tin Cup references for Joe Lisi today Love on Cup. football. Yeah, I mean, a great movie. Great movie. I was watching Draft Day last night, Lisi. I never really watched that in its full entirety, of course. Also, oh, my God. Why am I blanking on his name? Who's the lead Kevin actor Costner. in Tin Cup? That's, oh, thank God. I knew it was – I was going to say Kirk something. That would have been bad. Kevin Are Costner, they? though, in both – well, yeah, Are they talking about Wilson in there? That was Russell Wilson in Wisconsin, wasn't it? Technically, uh, when, you know, it's like yeah, Bo, Bo Callahan. But yeah, it kind of looks like it. Bo Callahan, who's got a Southern accent, playing his football up north in the Great Big Ten Conference. Yeah, I don't know if that's the most realistic thing in the world. But also, Sam Elliott is the head coach of Wisconsin's team. I'm like, Sam Elliott needs to be in Texas somewhere. He's not up north either. <laughs> and a very interesting casting job there. But whatever. Um, anyway, so as we continue on with the real conversation here on football full circle i agree lisi 
Where was that aggressive nature of Brandon Staley that makes him such a darling of the media and the odds, really, when you look at him being, again, a co-favorite alongside three other coaches, but still the shortest number that we have at 14-1. And what's so fascinating, Joe, is the Chargers are minus 155 to make the AFC playoffs. It's the fourth best price, only behind Casey, who, again, is the divisional favorite in the AFC West, a divisional favorite in Baltimore in the AFC North, and a divisional divisional favorite in Indianapolis in the AFC South. The Chargers have the fourth best odds, followed by Cincinnati at minus 145, and the Broncos have the sixth best price at minus 135. Both of those numbers, where it stands right now, Joe, pretty substantial minus money that would indicate there is an expectation for both LA and Denver, even in the incredibly grueling AFC West schedule they will both play. They're going to be postseason teams, maybe in a wild card spot, but certainly factoring into that postseason hunt. It really is, and, and you look at the market, minus 145. I mean, I, I just can't believe it right now that that they're right there in terms of minus 145. They get so much hype. They're almost on equal ground to the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, and they didn't even make the playoffs, Ben. So, again, I think they're going to be maybe 9-8. Nine, nine I, I think they might touch 10 wins, but I think that's the yeah. pinnacle for them. I'm not sold on the defense. I don't think they've upgraded enough to say, okay, they're going to go from, you know, bottom three to all of a sudden now they're going to go to 15th in the, out of 32 teams. I just don't think I don't see it. And until I might be proved wrong, but I'd rather make that bet in late October, right, right where maybe you still have some value at plus money. Uh, I'll take a shot then if I see them playing better, but not preseason. No way. I can't do it because yeah. of the concerns on the defensive side of the ball. For sure. Listen, Los Angeles could win 10 games, right? And I don't think Joe Lisi and I would be shocked by any means. We wouldn't be like, oh, my God, overperforming expectation. In fact, that is the expectation. A win total of 10 with the over slightly juiced at minus 120. It's more so believing it to, or to see it to then believe it, Lisi. And everybody in the AFC West has a very difficult schedule, all in the – half of the hardest schedules in the NFL. The Broncos have the easiest, but it's still 17th out of 32 when you go one easiest, 32 hardest. The Chargers are at 20th out of the 32, and the Raiders are 30 out of 32. The Chiefs are 32 out of 32, meaning that the Chiefs have the hardest schedule as projected team win totals from Warren Sharp would say in the NFL this season. The Raiders, the third hardest schedule. So that's where we make the argument that it's going to be difficult just to stack up your overall wins and that record to be an AFC wildcard team when you have to play the other three teams in your division six times in the regular season. And it is going to be competitive. Listen, Kansas City has been booked as a favorite in every single one of their games, regular or postseason, for the last two years. That will continue to be the case until proven otherwise. So it's going to be difficult for the Chargers, for the Raiders, for the Broncos to stack up those wins. And it's going to be hard for Kansas on the other side of that equation. All right, Joe. Now we go to the Las Vegas Raiders, who you said is your team based on value and otherwise at plus 700 to win the AFC West. The Raiders were the only other team in this division outside of KC last year that actually made the playoffs. And dare I say, Lisey, as I know you believe, the Raiders got better this offseason, and yet they're plus 200 to make the postseason once again. 
it's incredible, and we could tie it back to Brandon Staley, right? Brandon Staley, a first-year head coach, the perception and all the love in terms of backing him, right? Josh McDaniels, yep. not the same type of love. Maybe he learned something in terms of his first tenure in, in Denver. Maybe he can come back a better head coach. Why don't we buy into that aspect for the Las Vegas Raiders when you just look at where the Raiders are priced in the market? And for me, it's twofold. They upgraded the defense. They have Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. That's enough for me. Those bookends can get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. That's what you need to win ball games. And on the second hand, they got this almost one of the top three wide receivers in the league in terms of Devontae yeah. Adams playing. The quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship's going to be there. Oh, by the way, because Derek Carr played with Devontae Adams at Fresno State. So let's not, you know, put the cart before the horse when we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and that relationship with Devontae Adams. Derek Carr yep. stepped up. He had eight 300-yard games last year. Think about the adversity. Gruden being fired. Derek Carr takes that team on his shoulders. He leads them to wins right after Gruden gets fired. Five-point dog. He abuses that Denver secondary, puts up over 300, and they win the ball game by four as a five-point mm-hmm. dog. And then later in the year, with the season on the line against Brandon Staley, he steps up. They had dealt with the Henry Rugg situation. So who's to say this team isn't prepped for a, an unbelievable 2022, and we're going to price them at 28-1 to 1 to win the AFC? Ridiculous. Love them over the win total. Love them for the division of plus 198 to go to the playoffs. It's wild to see the Raiders with a win total of eight at over minus 155. Again, the expectation is this Raiders team should win nine games when you look at it from that perspective. But all the way down at eight, I guess it also speaks to how competitive, again, the AFC West is going to be because the lowest win total is eight and the over has the juice. That's not the case in most divisions around the NFL. You could think even about some of the best in the AFC North. The Steelers at seven and a half. That's probably the bare minimum of what we talk about from a great perspective but we talked about the NFC East yesterday Lisi that's going to be a different story because of how uncompetitive we expect the division to be or at least how mediocre the football is which could lead to a competitive division with those teams but we're not talking about 11 or 12 wins winning the NFC East that will have to probably be your benchmark in the AFC West unless it just works out that everybody beats up on everybody and you can find some kind of tiebreaker scenario by the time we get to the end of this NFL season listen Vegas won 10 games last year in a weird adversity-filled year either brought on by themselves or otherwise they still won 10 games going over this number at minus or at eight at minus 155 to the over and it's fascinatingly see when you look at some of the stats the Raiders have the seventh worst scoring defense in the league giving up nearly 25 and a half points per game and you would think okay With Derek Carr leading that offense, they probably made up for it with a scoring margin that worked out in their favor. No. They were the the 18th, excuse me, uh, scoring offense out of 32 NFL teams, only averaging 21.8 points per game. They had a negative margin within their own units, and yet they still found their way to the postseason, and they still found 10 wins. And they got better, Lisi, on both sides of the football. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr have dreamed of playing with each other in the NFL, dreamed of being teammates once again. Now they get their 
their wish. If you don't think they're going to capitalize on it with Darren Waller still there and Hunter Renfro on the other side and Josh Jacobs, I think we are seeing things a little bit differently for the NFL this year. We'll round out the show in just a couple minutes. Come back and join us after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Joe Lisi is cracking me up during commercial breaks here on Football Full Circle. Live on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That's why he always keeps me on my toes. He is Joe Lisi, and I am Ben Stevens. Just a few more minutes here left in the show, Joe. We have focused on the AFC West, so here is my final question for you about this division. A lot of teams that are very, very talented on paper. Your pick to win the division, cashing a plus 700 ticket, would be the Las Vegas Raiders. So they would be the divisional champs. How many teams though, Lisi, out of the four in the AFC West do you think make the AFC playoffs this upcoming season? I think one and and two, maybe. But I think it's okay. only one. I think it's wow. one. I think it's the division winner. I think we're going to see a bunch of eight and nine, nine and eight teams and the, and the divisional winner might have 10, 11 tops. And I think that's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going out on a limb, but that's what I believe. I think they're going to beat each other up and I think they all have question marks. Lisi, they're going to throw you a ticker tape parade in Las Vegas, down the strip, if you correctly predicted the Raiders winning this division with the longest odds right now in the West at plus 700. The Chiefs are your favorites at plus 150. The Broncos and the Chargers tied with the second best odds at plus 250. And then the Raiders behind that at 7-1. to one. It would be wild, Lisi, to only see one of these four AFC West teams into the postseason. We got two last year, KC and Vegas 
Vegas, and there is a hope right now, Joe, at least an expectation that there will be three AFC West playoff teams. The Chiefs are minus 210 to get into the playoffs, the best odds in the AFC. The Chargers are minus 155, and the Broncos are minus 135. So we wait and see how that all plays out. Lisey, a ton of fun, all right? Check in on your digits and let me know what happened, huh? <laughs> Anytime, Ben. I'll talk to you after the break. Yeah, we'll talk in just a little bit. One more episode of Football Full Circle. Tomorrow, a Friday, Football Friday edition to take you into your holiday weekend. But up next, it's the money line right here on Sports Grid Radio. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.